91.3 KXCI Tucson. Real people, real radio. Hello, Tucson. Thanks for joining us today on 91.3 KXCI Tucson, our community radio station where we all stay connected to each other. This is Kathy Harris with my co-host, Aspen Green, and we're bringing you Broad Perspectives Radio, a program by women, about women, but for everyone. You can learn more on our Broad Perspectives Radio page at kxci.org. And today, we're talking to Monica Bauer, award-winning writer and author, one of the highly accomplished women in our community. You know, it's so great to find these women who are such gems in Tucson and highlight their work here. Aspen, tell us about Monica. I sure will. So Monica Bauer is an award-winning and passionate playwright and novelist. She's a graduate of Brown and Yale. She also has an MA in creative writing from Boston University. She is best known as a playwright with performances on Off-Broadway and all over the country. She has won awards for her plays, novels, and short stories. We are here today to discuss her book, The Book of Brad. Welcome to Broad Perspectives Radio, Monica. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So you're at a writer's conference right now in San Francisco. Tell us about what goes on at a writer's conference and why writers attend this conference. Well, writer's conferences are a chance for lots of people to get together and trade secrets and lies about the writing life. There are master classes, which are fun to attend. There are plenary sessions with great speakers. A couple of years ago, I went to the Kauai Writers Conference in Hawaii. That was my favorite, where I had a chance to be in a master class with Richard Russo, the great novelist. Here in San Francisco, I'm meeting with editors and agents, and I'm trying to get a publishing deal for my next book, which is called The Worst Year of Her Life. But I'm also here talking about the book of Brad, and we'll have it on sale at the conference bookstore. Fantastic. And Kauai. I love Kauai. What a great place for a conference. How old were you when you started writing? And did you always aspire to be a writer? Actually, I wanted to be a musician for most of my childhood. I started writing a memoir when I was seven. And the story is I was adopted. And I had an older sibling, sister, and she was going to secretarial school, and she brought home a little manual typewriter. And I was fascinated by it. And when she was out of her room, I would take out her little manual typewriter, and I started to type. I started to do a little autobiography memoir, and it began with, why am I in this family? It doesn't make any sense. And then I became a composer and a songwriter, rock and roll music. I was in an all-girls band when I was 12, and I went to conservatory as a composer. So I didn't really become a writer of words until I got to college. Okay, what an amazing story that is. Wow, you could have been a musician and a composer, famous for that. <laughs> the Book of Brad, which is listed like as a comedy and a satire, there's a really diverse set of characters in this book, and it twists and turns in all directions. I mean, the story begins with a portrayal of Rabbi Brad Cohen as an amoral and superficial man, and it does change 
how you see Rabbi Brad and the end of the book. Did you know when you started writing what the end of the story would be? And what is your process? Does the story develop as you write? Yeah, the story develops as I write. So there are two ways of describing how you write something as big as a novel. One is that you write an outline first and you know exactly where you're going and then you do it chapter by chapter. The other way is to go by the seat of your pants. And the nickname for that is to be a pantser. I am a pantser. So I follow the advice of the woman who wrote the great book, Bird by Bird, which says if you sit down to write, you just write one line after another line, and then you revise when you're finished. And that's what I do. I'm curious, did you have an editor during this process? No, I am my own editor. I actually spent a couple of years as an editor for Choice Magazine. That's the magazine for the American Library Association. Being an editor of other people's work is a tremendous discipline for a writer. It teaches you so much. So I am my own editor. I go back and I revise and I revise and I revise again. And then I have a couple of editors here in Tucson who are friends of mine who will read my work and give me comments. And then I go back and revise again. Okay. So when I was reading the book, I was convinced that you as the writer was Jewish. And then I read somewhere you were raised Catholic, but a DNA test proved that you had Jewish roots. And like you said, you were adopted. That's kind of Rosa's story in the book, who is discovered to be Brad's daughter through a DNA test. How much of Rose is taken from your personal story? And is she modeled after you in other ways, too? That's a fascinating question. The thing is, I found out that I was Jewish at a time when the first person who matched me on the DNA services where I was looking for relatives was an African-American woman who turned out to be my first cousin. So she found out she was half Jewish. At the same time, I found out I was 80% Jewish. And then through the work of a really fine Jewish genealogist who worked for free just for the love of it to help us, she found all of our families. And this wonderful African-American cousin of mine found her biological father, who is my uncle. The notion of an African-American young woman finding out that she has Jewish roots, well, that comes from my cousin. The rest of it comes from me in the sense that I was very interested in finding out who my father was. And I found out who he was, and he was, of course, Jewish, and he was a disappointment <laughs> in many ways. So it's hard to know if Brad in the book would be a disappointment. I'm not sure if she was disappointed by him or not. Well, yeah. I was disappointed, and my biological father's name was Brad. I needed to work through all of this and figure out how Jewish I was going to be, how Jewish I wanted to be, how much I identified with Jewish culture and life and family. I met wonderful Jewish relatives that I cherish, including a couple of Jewish brothers that I just adore. But I needed to process this. And at first, people said, write a memoir. 
and I tried and I couldn't because my life's too complicated, Aspen. It's too much. It's too much of a muchness. My life. What can I say? I get that. I feel the same about mine. You know, now this makes more sense to me. So much of Rose's journey is about discovering and seeking answers. I felt like her character was really the driving force behind the story. What made you decide to do it in satire? I love satire. I grew up on satire. I'm an old person. So I used to watch, that was the week that was on television when I was a kid. And that was satire. And then I eventually found my way to Weird Al Yankovic. And when I did my DNA search, I secretly hoped that I was related to Weird Al. I was going to ask, are you related to him? I really wanted it. I wanted to be. I am not. Satire is in my bones. I like to make people laugh. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of laughing reading this book. There was also a lot of sadness, too, though, I'll have to say. You know, it starts out with Rabbi Brad Cohen speeding down the L.A. freeway, getting into a fatal car crash, having phone sex with his dental hygienist. You know, he preached the joy of sex, as you wrote, and he practiced what he preached. You know, I was really curious, where did you get some of these ideas, like the founder of the extremely progressive Judaism movement and rabbi of the stars and a temple named Bill Shatner? Yeah, Temple Bill Shatner, that's a favorite of mine. People are very curious about all these weird details. Some of them are just pure imagination because I like to have fun. And it's so much fun to have him be an unusual rabbi. And the other thing is, I have some good friends, Jewish friends here in Tucson who said to me, Monica, you don't know that much about Judaism. If you make Rabbi Brad a real rabbi of ordinary Judaism, you're going to trip up and you're going to make mistakes and people are going to get mad at you. So rather than make him something that is of an ordinary rabbi, where I would get details wrong and people would be mad at me. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I decided to make him this fictional, wild, wonderful creation with extremely progressive Judaism. And then I could say whatever I wanted. And that opened the door to so much fun. But there is also really a serious part to Brad, because you start out the chapters with portions of books that were written by Rabbi Brad, and he was a best-selling author. His books were Rabbi Brad's Guide to a Joy-Filled Family. That was the most normal book, I think. <laughs> Rabbi Brad's Guide to Dealing with Death Through Joy and God and Sex, What's Not to Like. That's just, my favorite. I love the titles of these books. And I love what you wrote, the excerpts that came from these books. They made me feel like there was more to Brad than his infidelity. It made me want to read those books, but they're not available, right? There's no real books of Brad. No, this was a lot of fun for me because I wrote all of these excerpts after I wrote the whole novel. I wrote the whole novel first. And then I thought, what's missing is the voice of Rabbi Brad. And one of the things that happens in the novel is that his biological daughter, Rose, doesn't get a chance to meet him because he's dead by the time she finds him. Mm -hmm. So all she has of him are his books. So she is learning about him by reading his books. And I thought, let's give the reader that experience. 
that Rose is having. Ah, okay. That makes sense to me. I'm really glad I'm talking to you because I had so many questions about this book and who often gets to talk to the author of the book that they read? This is perfect for me. (laughs) There are really some touching moments in this book, like Rose's conversation with Joseph Turner, her boss, who is half black and I think half Irish. They had a really heartfelt conversation about being a mix of two races. Is it hard to write about serious subjects amidst some bizarre circumstances? Well, that's the thing about satire. This is not pure satire. I go in and out of a satiric voice. There's humor, but there's always a real heart behind everything. Because if you don't have a real person that is searching and unhappy and in difficult circumstances, it's hard for the reader to make a connection with that character. Sometimes satire has paper-thin characters, and you can't really fall in love with them and care about them. So you have to give them some heartache. You have to give them some life, some heart. I felt like Chad, the brother, was really hard to like. (laughs) He was such a sad character. I mean, what kind of comic goes night after night after night when people are throwing things at him and comes back the next night with the same act? (laughs) He is a lost soul. Yes. And... Part of the journey of Rose is to connect with her brother. Uh He is an only child. She is an only child. They are the only two in the world that fit together in her thinking. This is what she believes. And so she pursues a relationship with Chad. And Chad is completely confused and having a really hard time navigating the space between being a a teenager and an adult. And if you've ever been around comics, they all have that. They're navigating this business between still being partly a teenager and partly an adult. And you have to take a lot of terrible, terrible audience behavior to stick with it, to be a comic. It's in the business. So poor Chad is in this comedy club and night after night, he's there because he needs to find a separate identity from his father, the rabbi. And how far away can he get from his father? And yet his father is in his act. It's all very, very much the way comics work anyway. Okay, that's very interesting. All right, Kathy, how about we take a music break? Because we have a great choice of music today that's kind of relevant to this subject. Well, it is, and I'm anxious to introduce it, but I just have to say that this book sounds like one of the most fascinating books I've heard about in a while, and it sounds like a lot of fun. So, Monica, thank you for being here. The song that we have chosen is called Family, which seems very appropriate, and it's by Dolly Parton, one of our favorites. You know, Dolly has said that this song was written to honor her family, who have always been a source of support and love for her. And it was one of the most successful songs of her career. It reached number one in the U.S. country charts for several weeks. Everyone knows Dolly, so we don't need to recite all of her accomplishments. But I thought I would just share one interesting fact I came across recently about her life. Dolly has been married to her husband, Carl Dean, for 57 years. In all that time, Carl has only gone to one event with Dolly. You never see him with her. I've always wondered about that. Well, Dolly says, Carl has never been in the limelight and all, never wanted to be in it. He don't like it. He went to one thing with me early on when we first married, and he came out of there taking off his tuxedo, his tie and all that, and said, 
don't ever ask me to go to another one of these damn things because I ain't going. I never asked him and he never did. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good recipe for a long lasting marriage acceptance. So let's listen now to Dolly's song family from her album, the Eagle when she flies. 91.3 KXCI Tucson, and that is a wonderful song by Dolly Parton. This is Kathy Harris with Aspen Green on Broad Perspectives Radio, and we're returning to our interview with Monica Bauer about her novel, The Book of Brad. Okay, yes. So I was curious what you wanted the audience to experience when they were reading this book. Well, I would like the audience to, number one, fall in love with Rose and to root for her to win, because that will propel you through the book and keep you turning pages so that you'll finish it. We need you to finish it because there are big surprises in this book. And if you don't finish it, you won't know. So I need you to fall in love with the protagonist. I need you to have an interesting intercultural experience with a way of thinking about Judaism, because you have a traditional Jewish rabbi in Brad's father, yeah, who turns out to be a very progressive rabbi in his own way, because mm-hmm. he is not put off by having a lesbian granddaughter. And all. not even for a moment. I mean, he accepted her right away. Right away. I want people to have an experience of Judaism in this book that is as wild as the outer edges of Judaism because there are Jews that are completely secular and then there are Jews that are very devout in many different styles. But I'd like to get a little bit inside of what is called the Jewish soul. Mm -hmm. My favorite Jewish friend here in Tucson said to me, I think you have a Jewish soul when I was first discovering my Judaism. And that just opened up a whole world to me. So I think this book is full of Jewish soul in a way that you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate. But if you're Jew curious, you might learn something about Judaism and the Jewish soul as you go through the book, but not as a lesson, not as a lecture but as part of learning to love these characters. So what I want the reader to get is the journey that Rose takes, which is how Jewish does she want to be? How much does she want to be attached to this new family of hers? Where can she feel that love and acceptance that we're all looking for from family? Okay. Did you have to do a lot of research on Judaism? Because you you came up with a lot of Jewish expressions in the book. There's a lot of Jewish feel. Did you have to do research to do that? Thank you for asking that. There is a book called What is a Jew by Rabbi Kurtzer. And I bought it in Tucson. The Hadassah used to have a book sale, a used book sale at the Tucson Mall once a year. And I went and I picked up this book called What is a Jew? A little paperback book. And that was my first introduction to how Jewish was I going to be. So I started reading that from cover to cover. And I've always had Jewish friends and I've always read Jewish authors. So it wasn't too much of a stretch. And then with my new brothers, I actually invented the concept of Jew points, where if I were to use a Yiddish expression in the proper way, I would ask my brothers to give me Jew points. 
was it Paula who was always talking about Jew points? Yes, in the yes. book. Yes. Paula's a Jew and Paula has a journey herself because yes. she is Rose's love and she has vowed to never date a good Jewish girl because she does not consider herself to be Jewish in that sense. Although and that so kind she- of changes too towards the end of the book, her feelings about it all, for sure. Yes. You, you know who was a really interesting character for me, and I couldn't quite figure her out? Sarah Gale. Yeah, Sarah Gale is fun because Sarah Gale's going through menopause at the same time she's lost her husband, and she's really in trouble. She has lost her way in many respects in how she feels about her dead husband, if she feels that she's been left behind by someone she loves deeply? Or does she feel that she's been wounded by someone who suddenly there's this new daughter that she does not want to accept? She has a journey. Every character in a book that's a main character has a journey where they need something, they want something, they're screwed up. The worst kind of novel is a novel about people who are just fine. Never write a book about people who are just fine. It will be very dull. So Sarah Gale's a hot mess. And every time she has a hot flash, she thinks she sees her dead husband, which is also a lot of fun. I mean, just even the way she dressed, she was so inappropriate sometimes the way she dressed for things. She comes to the funeral in, a, in like a sexy red dress. She's Hollywood. That's the other thing when you write a novel is what's the setting going to be? Got and the it. setting for this is Hollywood. And That's Rabbi true. Brad is the, the rabbi to the stars. And the funeral is on TZM and there's a red carpet. And all of the stars of film and TV are there. The film people sit on one side. The TV people sit on the other side. The funeral is like a comedy act in itself. It is. It is. And so, so much fun to write. That was a really fun part to read about that funeral, which, um, you know, you don't you often say that about funerals. You know, can you explain the difference for us as a writer in writing a play and a novel since you've done both? Sure. They are very different beasts. And in a play, you are limited in the number of people you have on stage and the settings that you can use. You can go anywhere in a novel. In a novel, I have characters going all over California. I have Bette Midler sings at the funeral. Right. Right. I love that. So it's a wider canvas in a novel. In a novel, you can go for many months. You can take people on a months long or even years long. Or if you're James Mishner, hundreds of years long journey. On the stage, it is either one day in the life of somebody or it's several days, but it's rarely years. You really have a hard time accomplishing that on stage. Writing a novel is like going on a very long trip. And a play is like a day at the races. Yeah, a moment of time in a sense. So I want to ask you, since we are going to have to wrap it up, are you going to be at the Festival of Books? And is that where people can find your book? Yes, I will have a booth. So if you go to the Festival of Books and you look for booths, there will be a booth that is marked The Book of Brad. And you can come see me. You can ask me all kinds of ridiculous questions. I love it. I love to meet readers. The book is also for sale at Antigone Books. And if you run down to Antigone and buy them, then they'll ask me for more. 
I would love to have lots of people in Tucson read this. I'd like to have book clubs read this book. And I'll come to your book club if you read my book. Oh, wow. I have a few friends in book clubs. I'll let them know. And do check out Monica's website, www.monicabauer, and that's B-A-U-E-R.com. Thank you so much. This was so great. What a dream come true for me to be able to talk to the author of the book I just read. This was fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aspen. This was fun. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. But Monica Bauer, thanks so much for being with us to talk about your novel, The Book of Brad. It sounds really fascinating and fun. And we wish you all the success with it. This is Kathy Harris with Aspen Green, and you've been listening to Broad Perspectives Radio on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. You can learn more on our Broad Perspectives Radio page at kxci.org. But right now, stay tuned because next up we have Boom Goddess Radio with Jennifer Davis Page. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you next week.